When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, Morena, New Zealand, good morning to you all. Uh, the morning after, the night before in Adelaide, where Queensland uh, took a 1-0 lead in state of origin. We're going to focus on that uh, very shortly, actually, with Lavina Good, who uh, would have been uh, up late watching it, absolute devout league fan. Uh, what did she make of it all? Was it, was it a classic? Was it a classic or- origin? Uh, Queensland fans will think so this morning, won't they? What uh, will Lavina think? Uh, well, I'll give you a, a pacing for Purpose Horse uh, at 9.25 this morning. Uh, we want your talk back at uh, 9.32, uh, around about uh, that time, because we want to hear uh, your impression of uh, what you saw last night in terms of the rugby league. Um, so that's 0800 texts uh, on the temper bedpost uh, text machine at double eight double three double eight double three. Your thoughts, uh, Queensland just mentally tougher than uh, New South Wales. They just seem to come up with the goods, don't they, when it matters. Alex Gruskin is a tennis uh, pundit. He's got cracked racket tennis uh, that's um, out of America. But we'll be talking about the French Open at Roland Garros and as we speak, uh, Novak Djokovic is uh, about to win his second round match in straight sets. We'll have the bulletin with uh, David Long at uh, 10.40 this morning. And after 11 o'clock, fascinating interview with a fellow by the name of Ollie Kay. Now, Ollie uh, is uh, running a hugely successful podcast all of a sudden. It's about the Luton Town Football Club, and that is a story. So uh, we'll catch up with Ollie and just uh, find out a little bit more about Luton Town. It is a story when you compare them to the giants they're about to take on. Real David and Goliath stuff. Uh, the sports desk with Louis and uh, courtesy of Polaris around 11.25. Uh, and then we'll continue uh, with your text, etc. as we look to get through to Staffy around about uh, midday this morning. Well, we knew it would be high intensity, high octane, high pressure, and State of Origin 1 delivered a ripper. The siren goes. The crowd erupts. And the contest never fails to deliver. Another famous victory for Queensland over New South Wales. 26 points to 18, and there there is the vision of Billy Slater unmoved at the end of the game plotting the downfall of New South Wales in three weeks time yes ultimately Billy Slater's Queenslanders were too strong too organized for New South Wales Uh, they'll cop a bit of criticism today and over the next couple of weeks because Freddie Fittler's uh, selections will be under a microscope as will some of his veteran Blues players. Uh, the match intensity offered by the Maroons Corps relished uh, the origin heat just a little bit more. Lavina Good is uh, well known to us on the show. Sharp as a tack when it comes to rugby league. Absolutely loves the game. Would have loved last night. Uh, good morning to you, Lavina. Thanks for joining us. 
Yeah, good morning, Smitty. Yeah, I really enjoyed last night. I'm a, a staunch New South Wales fan, so it was painstaking uh, for me at stages throughout that match. But it's rugby league's finest jewel, and I look forward to it all year, and it did not fail to deliver. It was a remarkable game. It might not go down as one of the classics, uh, but as you say, it just its history and its intensity, and particularly being game one, um, it, it did still deliver, didn't it? Yeah, like the, the first 40 minutes, I thought both sides looked a bit shaky. New South Wales looked clunky in, in some of their attack and um, Fortune was fa- favouring uh, Queensland throughout that first 40 minutes. But the leadership changed at least five times in the second half and New South Wales had all of the possession, were dominating uh, proceedings. They had all of the um, positional play as well that couldn't manage to come away with the match. So as you mentioned, Smitty, lots of questions will be asked in terms of the selection process. Lots of questions have already been asked of Freddie Fittler and the team he decided to take up against um, Queensland in Adelaide. And, you know, he'll have his head on the chopping board as they count down to that game three. But I really do believe, especially in that second half, Smitty, Queensland just played the perfect brand of origin football they were hard working up front in the forwards they were really confident in the halves there was heaps of speed out wide and you know we've been saying for years Reese Walsh is going to be a superstar and when I wasn't too perturbed when he left the Warriors I don't know if he was a, a great fit for the Warriors but when you compare that teenage fullback up against the captain of New South Wales the fullback you know Teddy Tedesco there's no comparison. Tedesco was outplayed. So you've got your skipper that's getting a bit old. You've got your coach. People are asking questions of when it comes to New South Wales with that selection process. And you've got a very young, fresh uh, Queensland team led by Billy Slater, who wasn't afraid to make some big calls. I mean, he, he, he chopped um, Dane Gargai just before the match and decided to bring in this flying centre for Doe from the Dolphins and lots of people were saying, what are you doing Billy? And it was one of the best decisions he ever made. So the best team certainly won uh, last night without a doubt and you know, other questions might be asked of someone like Nathan Cleary who is one of the best club footballers in the NRL and uh, he seems to consistently turn out an average performance when he dons the blue jersey and whether that's a mental thing you know, some of the kick kicking attacking flair last night was missing um, with Cleary and that made his side go on the back foot so you've got your superstar halfback that's not performing for New South Wales you've got your old captain you've got your old coach you've got your injured centres like Trebojevic and changes will have to be made if they will try and get themselves back in the series. You know when I look at this uh, uh, year after year after year I, I just kind of think that Queensland just illustrate team more to me, and 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 the New South Wales it was sort of illustrate individuals, but team to me, and team to me means defence, and their goal line defence at stages last night under pressure, Queensland was simply outstanding. It's inspirational. You can imagine when you're playing and you've got your teammates defending like that on the line, it takes you to the next level. And it's interesting you mentioned playing like a team instead of individual. I honestly believe Queensland wanted it more. They wanted that victory more. And individually, I think New South Wales, each player was going, oh, we want to win, want to win, want to win. But as a unit, as a team, they were hungrier, they were better defensively and everything, you know, even when they played 
they lost the play with 10 minutes to go. New South Wales had possession. They were playing it against a Queensland team with 12 plays, and it didn't make a difference. You've got Daly Cherry Evans putting a bomb up, and then you've got Lindsay Collins, who is a prop for the Roosters, coming through, jumping in the air and taking the ball off the captain of New South Wales, who was also the same captain for the Roosters' side that he plays for week in and week out. Now, that, for me, tells you that they wanted it more. They were hungrier. They play more like a team. And a lot of it has has to do with not just this culture coming from Billy Slater, but over the last decade or so, that, that culture that has been developed within the Queensland ranks. And they're playing for the players now. They're playing for their fans. They're playing for Wally Lewis of years ago. And they just wanted it more. And that was the performance that they put in. New South Wales should have won that game. Queensland had lost players to head injuries. They'd lost players early to shoulder injuries. And you've got Reuben Cotter, who ended up playing 18 minutes of football for Queensland. And he was named the player of the match, which was, you know, I think fantastic. Normally they pick a show pony halfback to give the player of the match to. Mm. But when you've got a kid out there that's putting in 80 minutes of football on a stage of, like, state of origin, I just think he was really, really deserving of that. So, yeah, Queensland wanted it more. They played more like a team. And there'll be lots of questions asked as to what's going to happen for New South Wales in three weeks' time, Smitty, when they head to Suncorp Stadium to take on Queensland. It is absolutely fascinating. And that is a a real uh, mountain they're going to have to climb to go up there. That will be passion they have to overcome if you look at Fittler's selections, was he, in, in hindsight, too reliant on the Penrith connection? I mean, would you start Nico Hines next time? Yeah, I would. And the reason I'd start Nico Hines, number one, I didn't like seeing him on the bench the whole time. He's the Dalian player of the year so far. So he plays for the Sharkies. He is leading the points table, and he's a natural halfback. And you can't bring him in as a backup hooker to Uppy Coruscant. That was a mistake in the first place. So you make a decision, Freddie. You've got the best halfback in the competition or you play Nathan Cleary. And he was too gutless not to play Cleary and Luai. Luai had a very underwhelming game. He did hardly anything with the ball in hand. He's a bit of a grub and his kicking game was also lacking attacking flair. So it was a safe decision for Freddie Fittler. He thought, I'll go with the halfback combination because he was too scared to go anywhere else. But Nico Hines, could it be brought on with 12 minutes to go? And he's received criticism for missing the tackle out wide and also positionally being in the wrong place. But Freddie wasn't brave enough to pick the best halfback in the competition. Also, Tommy Tobojevic, who, who plays at fullback, but not brave enough to take your captain out, who hasn't had the best season for the Roosters and play him at fullback. And he's also been marred with injury throughout the whole NRL year. But it's cool. We'll go with Tommy because we've gone with him before. So some of those decisions, I think, you know, will come back to haunt Freddie Fittler. Will he be brave enough to change that decision-making? I do not know. But if he doesn't, they'll be up against the Queensland side once again that will be up for the task because they're brimming with confidence. If they can beat a New South Wales team that had more possession and they were playing with a player down, then they can do just about anything. Changes need to be made and... Someone, maybe Ivan, needs to have a chat with his little baby boy, Nathan, and say, how come you play so good in the NRL that your last three State of Origin matches have been underwhelming and you're playing like a a 12-year-old kid that looks nervous on 
the big stage. It's not working at the moment for New South Wales. They have to make changes. They have to bring in some young blood and they have to put in an effort where they can match the desire and the competitiveness of Queensland to reward the New South Wales fans as well. How much did uh, the late withdrawal of Latrell Mitchell cost New South Wales? Uh, to an extent that it was noticeable, you feel? Yeah, absolutely noticeable. He's got the mongrel that you need for state of origin and people say he has the X factor. I don't know if he's got that. He's just got that mongrel in him and he's got that desire to maybe create something special or something out of nothing which you do not expect but you know defensively he's not the best center in the world but on attack he can certainly make his presence known and I've never been a big fan of Crichton when he scored a try I thought oh geez New South Wales must be doing well for him to score a try but obviously they just brought uh, him in because of that Penrith Panthers connection which once again didn't prove anything on attack for New South Wales so it was a big loss definitely a big loss but that wasn't the biggest issue it was having Nico Hines on the bench as your backup hooker you would have been better off going back to Adam Cook like you had last year Cook played 35 minutes last year and Carousel might have played 45 minutes and they complemented each each other's play very well you've got the best player in the competition of the NRL, sitting on the bench with 12 minutes to go, and he comes on and you're expecting a miracle from him. Wrong selection process, wrong players on the team, wrong position of players as well, like Tavoyevich playing there in the centres. And also a captain that's coming to the end of his career, Teddy Tedesco. You know, he, he could hardly do anything last night that was right. And in fact, to have a prop from your own team take the ball out of the air and pluck it out and distribute it to Cameron Munster to nail things up for Queensland will haunt Teddy Tedesco for a long time, but maybe not as much as someone saying to him there could be a better player out there that could represent New South Wales. Billy Slater, um, as a, a head coach, we only see him three games a year. Um, it's incredible. But he just seems to have fitted into uh, this particular role like, like a hand in a glove. You look at his body language, you look at his demeanour, the way he talks, win, lose or draw, um, he just seems to be in control as he was on the field of play. It was really interesting listening to Cameron Munster at the end of the game and talking about Billy Slater and, and giving him, applauding him with compliments and saying he's not just culturally a great leader, like we don't just want to play great for him because he's a great leader, but he's a thinker as well. And he played lots of those players out of position during training over the last two weeks in preparation for that State of Origin match so that when he lost players early or had to play players out of position, they felt confident they could do that. So it was really interesting hearing um, Cameron Munster come out and applaud his coach in regards to that. He's a cool customer. He's had lots of experience. I thought it was questionable when they brought him in as the state of origin coach last year at the beginning of the season I thought oh he's a bit of a rookie and I'm not sure if he'll have what it takes but in the end takes <laughs> takes the state of origin crown by winning uh, game three and all that I hear about Billy Slater is good and better and not just because culturally he has the ability to draw the best out of his players but he's a thinker in the game of rugby league as well and he's a cool calm customer see him at the end of the match he didn't even celebrate, could hardly put a smile on his dial. He waited until he came downstairs with the players so he could celebrate with them. And for him, the job isn't over yet. He knows that he will have to focus on the next few weeks as well because New South Wales will make these changes. But it's the fact that he was prepared for anything to happen. Those players 
were prepared for second rowers to play in the centres. They were prepared for locks to go in at hooker. They were prepared for losing a player for the last 10 minutes. And that's all down to the clever coaching of Billy Slater. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, we cannot let you go um, without talking about uh, our Warriors, of course, and the Dolphins this weekend. On the back of uh, slightly disappointment, uh, disappointing performance, I think it's fair to say, uh, against a, a young Broncos team, Lavina. Yeah, they should have beat the Broncos. The Broncos are missing five key plays, but that's the problem. The Warriors are strapping back into that old, uh, we win when we're not expected to and we lose you know, when we should be winning and, and they need to get themselves out of that headspace. The, the worry is truth and faithful is sticking with them and it's still early in the season. But a couple of cracks have started to um, stand out within this Warriors outfit and that, that line defence that you talked about, Smitty, about the um, Queenslanders last night that the Warriors had in the opening four matches of the NRL seems to have gone a little bit amiss at the moment. The completion stats are coming down and those missed tackles are increasing. So get back to the fundaments, I guess, for Andrew Webster. Nothing too fancy pants. I know they like to um, play that free game of rugby league and it, it is a pleasure to watch, but you're not going to win a game of footy unless you make the tackles and have possession. It can be such a simple game. If you manage to hang on to the ball, wait for the opposition to make the mistakes and you stop them as they come forward to you, the opportunities will be there for the Warriors. So it's not going to be easy against the Dolphins. The Dolphins will be missing some key players also from um, State of Origin, including uh, Fado, who I thought was great with his two tries and pace on the edge last mm. night for Queensland. So they'll be missing a couple of those players. But the Warriors just need to listen to what Andrew Webster says, and that is play percentage rugby league. Don't make the mistakes. Stop them from scoring and the rest will come naturally to you. They're in with a good chance. But the pressure's on during the state of origin period, Smitty, for them to win because the Warriors aren't without any players. And just finally, Lavina, we've had a text come in um, in terms of the changes. And uh, one person has said, right, for, here's my first change for New South Wales. Let's get the jersey back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. I was watching the game last night with my 15-year-old son and he had my dad's old... Um, old rugby league state of origin jersey and I thought gee that looks good and then I looked over at the boys on the screen and thought that looks like a training top that looks like an old training top that's not something that I think you know is bringing out passion and and sentimentality when it comes to the footy so yeah I'd be happy to bring the jersey back I'd be happy to bring in a new coach and announce a new captain and then we're good to go we're good to go <laughs> Good on you, good on you, Levine. You're always good to go for us. Fantastic. Um, yeah, let's look forward to, to game two, but there's plenty of Warriors action uh, in the meantime before that. Thanks so much, uh, Lavina, for that wrap. It's been great talking to you. Have a great day. Cheers, mate. You too. Thanks so much. Yeah, cheers. Uh, Lavina, good there with her appraisal of uh, State of Origin 1, and uh, fairly conclusive it was in the end. Uh, the scoreline, I think, may have flattered uh, New South Wales just a little bit if you look at commitment. And uh, the way that Queensland held together uh, with a player down, uh, they're just a little bit more resolved. And I, I've got to be honest, I am a Queensland supporter, but um, they just seem to show up more often than New South Wales. New South Wales show brilliance when they get it right. They are absolutely brilliant. But, you know, it's a series. It's not a one-off. That's what they've got to learn. It's a series. 9.21 here on SENZ.